At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare spectrum one is a big deal you get spectrum internet with the most reliable internet speeds free advanced wi-fi for enhanced security and privacy and a free spectrum mobile unlimited line with nationwide 5g included all while saving big for the big speed big reliability and big savings you want get spectrum one just 49.99 a month for 12 months visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And... We've got a tremendous hour number two coming up for you as in 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by Danielle Avari. She does an amazing job here at the network, taking a look at just so much in terms of football, taking a look at West Coast sports in general. We're going to be diving into some Pac-12 football with her, and then we're going to have a little bit of a West Coast Connect coming up because in 30 minutes, we're also going to be having Jason Weingarten join the show. We're going to be talking with him about some of what we're seeing with the Rams, what we're seeing with the Chargers. Could they be possibly teams are making some moves at the trade deadline? And then with Jason as well, we're going to be getting a little bit of his thoughts on the series in general now that we have seen Game 3 get washed out for the World Series and what to expect now that it's an extra day off for the Philadelphia Phillies. They have rearranged their pitching lineup a little bit and we're going to be touching upon that right about now as well because when it comes to Game 3 of the World Series, it was supposed to be Lance McCullers Jr. against against Noah Thor Syndergaard for Monday. Now, instead, you get Ranger Suarez, who's going to be going for the Phillies, as he's going to be going up against McCullers. This is 957, 958 on the betting board with the Astros. They were about a minus 125 to a minus 135 favorite before. Now they're between about a minus 115 to a minus 125 favorite. And you're finding the Phillies right around about a plus 105, plus 108 total on this game. Most places I'm seeing is 7.5. I'm seeing a couple very straight eights out there, but mostly seeing 7.5. And for the DK Nation right up for Game 3, it was originally on the over when we had North or Syndergaard against Lions McCullers Jr., I still like the over in this spot just because I do think that this is still going to be a Philly team that is going to be able to generate runs off of Lance McCullers Jr. McCullers Jr. just throughout his postseason career has always had a little bit of good luck to say the least. You just go back over his last seven postseason starts from 2020 through 2022. He has a ERA of right around about a 296-297. Fielding independent is a 454. The big thing with Lance McCullers Jr. is that he's been able to do a nice job of being able to strand guys on base, but he gets into issues quite a bit with his lack of command. During the regular season, about four walks per nine innings. Now, credit where credit is due. He has teamed down on that just a little bit. One or two walks in each out of his last four starts, so six walks in total over the course of his last 24 innings, but you did see in that start against the New York Yankees, so the command wasn't bad to the point where he was giving out walks. 
it was bad to where the Yankees were able to hit them and hit them hard. A Yankees team that they really didn't hit anyone else during the postseason this season. So that was not too terrific. And then for Ranger Suarez, he's got an issue with the walks as well, giving out over three walks per nine innings during the regular season. And at home, closer to about three and a half walks per nine innings. For Ranger Suarez, his ERA is north of a four when he's been at home this season. As a matter of fact, He's actually been significantly better when he's been on the road, a full point better when he has been on the road rather than at home. So big issues there. And then when it comes to this Philadelphia Phillies lineup in general, they've been able to do a significantly better job at home rather than on the road. Reese Hoskins might be either the hottest bat ever or the coldest bat ever. It all depends upon the night with him because he's got five home runs here in the postseason. Four of those that come at home, and three of those have come in his last two games. Reese Hoskins has been very good in Philadelphia recently. When he's been on the road, it hasn't necessarily been so terrific. And you just take a look at the hottest bat currently on planet Earth. That would be Bryce Harper. He's hitting above a 375, five home runs here in the postseason. Much of the damage that he's been able to do has been in Philadelphia. And with the things getting washed out on Monday, the big question becomes, how are how is the weather going to be looking for Tuesday? And, as long as the rain could stay out of it because it was a case where we were thinking that there was going to be rain showers a little bit more for game four for Tuesday rather than for game three on Monday. And it turned out to come out a little bit earlier, but things are actually very good for the city of Philadelphia this time of year. Highs in the like very, very mid uh, upper 60s throughout the day. And then when it comes time for first pitch, which will be right around 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, High 50s, low 60s, so not necessarily the coldest of cold days. Now, it does lead to balls that they would typically be out in, say, like June, July. Some of those are going to be dying at the warning track when it comes to this time of year, but certainly could be significantly colder and could be significantly worse out there in the great state of Pennsylvania. And when it comes to Phillies, I think a key for them getting the bottom of the lineup going because you've got so many guys that have been ending at 200 or lower. Matt Veerling, along with Brandon Marsh, have sort of been platooning in the outfield. Those two guys, along with Alec Bohm, they've been hitting below the middle line of 200, and that has not been the case for the Houston Astros. Astros have been very good with their offense, scoring at least four runs in seven of their nine postseason games thus far this season, with 15 home runs in that span as well. So about 1.6 home runs per game, and this is even with Jordan Alvarez having his struggles. Jordan Alvarez has had two home runs, and sitting about a 222 year in the postseason, but since the beginning of that Yankee series, sitting below the Mendoza line of a 200, it's not hit a home run since he was able to go deep twice in that Mariners series as well. So something to take note of, but while he gets cold, you've got Jose Altuve, who all of a sudden has been able to heat up. Started out 0 for 25 this postseason. He's not won seven of his last 17, including a three-hit game in game two. Absolutely massive for him, so... I do think that you've got a pair of pitchers that they're going to struggle a little bit more. Now, with the Philadelphia Phillies, massive advantage that they're going to have out there Ranger Suarez rather than North or Syndergaard. And it appears as though the strategy for the Phillies right now is perhaps having Syndergaard start in Game 5. Perhaps it's a case where I heard Kyle Gibson as well, and I don't think that you're going to see the Phillies throw out their Kyle Gibson in Game 5. I mean, the guy has been a human white flag here in the postseason. You want absolutely nothing to do with Kyle Gibson, and I think that Rob Thompson agrees, and that's why we have not seen much of our good friend Mr. Kyle Gibson here in the postseason, aside from when things were getting a little bit harebrained against the San Diego Padres. So I think that we can safely rule him out of a start, and well... If we can't roll them out, then you probably have a nice fade on your hands, and there's money to be made in that aspect as well. But what I think is going to be very important for the Phillies is being able to get to this bullpen of the Houston Astros, which has been nothing short of masterful. As a matter of fact, 0.89 ERA and 40 and two-thirds innings here in the postseason. Getting a little bit lucky because you could have the greatest arms on the face of planet Earth. A 0.89 ERA is just not sustainable as they've only given up, I believe it's like four home runs over the course of 40 and two-thirds innings, and that's been all their earned runs. So it has been ridiculous with this Astros team. As a matter of fact, your top ERA in terms of the Houston Astros bullpen, the worst one, Hector Neris at a 2.22. I do think that the bullpen is going to continue to be solid because Guys like Brian Abreu throwing their Ryan Stanek, Rafael Montero, along with Ryan Presley, all a sub-3-2 ERA during the regular season. But even this pace is just a little bit unsustainable, even with how good they've been able to pitch this season. But do have my question marks 
with Lance McCullers Jr. in this spot. And I do think that the rainout, it certainly is to the advantage of the Philadelphia Phillies because they are going to be able to throw out their Aaron Supernola in game four. He is pretty much a confirmed starter for Wednesday. And I do think that this just gives a little bit more pep in the step of the Philadelphia Phillies. And they are going to be able to mix and match a little bit more because with the Philadelphia Phillies, it's a team of which they don't have as much pitching depth as the Houston Astros. And I think that that's the big advantage that the Houston Astros have in this series. So being able to shorten the series, I think is just very big for the Philadelphia Phillies because the way that I viewed the series was the Philadelphia Phillies best shot to be able to win a, a just matchup against the Houston Astros would be one game. And then as it goes to three games, that bodes better for the Astros. A five game series is better. A seven game series, you're able to go down the line. The more games that you get, the better it is for the Houston Astros just because their depth, it wins out more and more. But now the seven-game series, because of the rainout, it pretty much turns to a five-game series. And what I think was very important about what we saw from the MLB's decision with this is that there is still going to be that scheduled off day when things shift from Philadelphia to Houston. Like, we got to figure that it is going to. I don't think that either team is going to be able to win three straight games. I do think that you're going to see the Phillies pull out at least one game. I think that you're going to see the Astros pull out at least one game. I do think that this is going to be a series that it goes back to Houston. And that's just absolutely so important for this Philadelphia Phillies team because you've got very good frontline relievers. Sir Anthony Dominguez, he dealt with a little bit of injury towards the back half of the 2022 season, much like we saw with Bryce Harper. Harper, he had been really struggling the last few weeks of the regular season, gets in the postseason, boom. He's nails once again. You're seeing that right now with Sir Anthony Dominguez. David Robertson has been able to do a very solid job. They've been utilizing him for multiple innings as well, so being able to give him a little bit of extra rest, I do think that that is very good as well because when it comes to the lesser guys like Connor Brogdon, Andrew Bellotti, they've been question marks. I still like Brad Hand a little bit for this Phillies team. The team doesn't have a lot of lefties in the bullpen, really, other than Jose Alvarado. So him being able to return to form, I think, is going to be very important because he was solid throughout much of the regular season towards back half of it and into that series that we saw against the San Diego Padres. Many people pinned that loss against the San Diego Padres in Game 2 on him, being able to get him back at full form, I think it's going to be very important as well. And for the Astros, big reason why my DK Nation write-up still remains to be on the over in this spot, the bottom of the fold. It is start stepping up in a big way for the team. Yoli Gurriel, pair of home runs in this postseason, hitting above a 333. Chaz McCormick, he's got a four-run on base. He's got a pair of home runs here in the postseason. Alex Bregman has been able to go deep three times. So you've got a lot of great offense for this Houston Astros team. And... They are going to be facing off against a Phillies team in which you got to figure that you're going to be getting your best of the best arms here in game three. But that said, you got to wonder how much length Ranger Suarez is going to be able to give. He made five pitching appearances in October, four in the postseason, one in the regular season, five innings or fewer in every one of them. I noted their, his home struggles a little bit earlier as well. The lack of command against a Houston Astros team that is one of the best teams in not striking out in general, I do think that that plays into the hands of the Astros. With the Astros, set them as a minus 118 favorite. I'm seeing a lot of minus 115s. Want to lay that minus 115 with the Astros. So my total a little bit north of eight. So my DK Nation write-up that is going to be on the over. And now we've got to go from the East Coast where we saw quite a bit of rain on Monday to the West Coast where it is known as the best coast. And what is terrific is being able to talk some Pac-12 football with Daniel Alvari. We're going to do that next year on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The basketball season has tipped off, and now is the time to grab your Visa and Pro Betting Guide. It's got you chock full of everything that you need to know about all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including John Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win total, playoff teams, and player awards. We've also got five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season. Get the VEASAN NBA Betting Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up for just $99 today and get access to everything that we do all through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And along with that VEASAN subscription, you get deep dives from so many of our just top-notch analysts and one of them is Danielle Avari. He does absolutely amazing work here at the network. And Danielle, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. It's good to see you, Greg. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. And if you took the over in Arizona versus USC on Saturday, it was very much a treat because the total was set very, very high. And yet it got the job done. And now we're seeing a much more team total in terms of Cal versus USC. That's because, well, Cal has not been a world beater on offense to say the least, but we still got a total between 59 and 59 and a half with a spread between 21 and 22. What do you make out of this game? Because I do think that it's a little bit correlated. If USC is able to gun it, if they get their like 45 plus points, it, in my opinion, is a USC cover. If things are a little bit more grimy, if things are a little bit more defense oriented, that bodes very well for Cal. Yeah, I think that USC's offense is going to want to not bounce back, but make a little bit more of a statement after their close call with Arizona for sure. And you see this open around 18 up to 22 now. And to your point about the total, that's also been bet up ever so slightly uh, from 58 and a half now up to that 59, 59 and a half, which is completely understandable because to your point, Cal is terrible, and this is an especially terrible matchup for them. Their defense is 126 in passing yards allowed. Their rush defense has admittedly been decent, actually in the top 40, but USC's offense is prolific. Their offense in passing yards is a top 15 team. We know this. We've seen this. So it's actually shocking to see a USC total this low, but it's really a reflection of not expecting Cal to be able to score, which I don't know if that's fair because USC's defense has allowed a lot of not very good teams to score on them. Uh, Cal did not cover plus 16 and a half versus Oregon last week this should be a blowout for usc i don't want to lay 22 with them but i could easily see them covering this similar to that that total you mentioned from last week I, that usc arizona total was so high that on principle i'd almost look to an under but i couldn't even do it with that game because i said there's a full chance that this absolutely happens and it did so in this situation i do think that usc should cover this 22 i think it should be a blowout and uh it's also at home so i think it's gonna be a terrible matchup for cal yeah i do think so as well and I'm not sure about you, but I, I've got to think that this is the highest total we've ever seen in a Utah game. I can't remember ever seeing a 67 to a 67 and a half like we're seeing right now because Utah under Kyle Whittingham, they're typically not a world beater on offense. Now I will say with having Cam rising behind center, that has changed a little bit, but still, I think that this is an indictment on the Arizona defense that we mentioned it. We saw the total in the high 70s last week and it was able to hit and we both are two folks. I think that when we see a very high total like that, it's like, man, maybe it's gotten up a little bit too lofty and we were both in agreement. This one actually feels warranted. And 
I once again say that here. I have a mm-hmm. little bit more trepidation with this one rather than last week against USC, but at this point, Arizona's defense is just really, really bad, and that's why you're finding Utah as between a 17 and a half to an 18-point favorite. That said, I will say I was actually quite impressed by what I saw out of Arizona's offense last week as well against USC because in order for that total to get over, you needed Arizona to get points, and they were certainly able to get them. How do you view this game? Because I'm seeing this total of 67, and once again, it feels very, very high, but I think it's just warranted in general in these Arizona games. Yeah, I completely agree. And to your point about being more confident about it in a USC game, that makes sense because I would say that USC's offense is stronger definitely than Utah's and more than Arizona's. But Arizona showed us that they can put points up too. They scored 37 versus USC, which again is an indictment on their defense. But also Arizona's offense has looked great. I really love Jed Fish as a coach. I think he's done a great job with that program so far. Only in his second year there too. Jane Delora has looked great. Uh, I think this is too many points for an Arizona offense that is doing that well. And And frankly, a Utah defense that has not necessarily been up to snuff for what our normal standards are for this Utah team. So I would lean towards taking the points with Arizona. And to your point about this really high total 67, I also lean over the Utes are allowing 21 points per game. They're, uh, Offense is 16th in the nation. They're averaging 38 or more points per game. And then if you look at Arizona, they're allowing 37 points per game. And their offense is also 16th in the nation in points scored. So I do think that we're going to see a high scoring game here. Maybe Utah's defense steps up. But I think this Arizona passing offense is going to surprise us like it did versus USC. Yeah, it certainly has been. A bunch has been able to do a great job on that front. And then we've got most of these games going down on Saturday, which we've been talking about. But It feels like the Pac-12, every week they deliver a Thursday or Friday game, and this one is going to be Washington versus Oregon State with Oregon State being the ranked team. They have been a nice little surprise this season. Even in their loss against USC, I was quite quite heartened by them, and right now with Washington, you are finding them a a 4.5-point favorite with a total of 59, and feels honestly a little bit low for a Washington game, though I will say the Oregon State, they've been able to step up with their defense as well. What's your read on this game? Because with Michael Penix, he certainly has been able to transform in this offense. He has been absolutely magnificent for Washington, but I feel like this is going to be one of the best defensive fronts that he's going to face all season. I agree. And he's been such a volume passer. He's thrown 340 passes this season and only four have been intercepted. So incredibly accurate as well. And also distributing the ball very well. Seven of the Huskies have caught at least 19 passes this season. So he has options, which will be interesting because to your point, they will be tested versus this Oregon State defense. I think this is a classic tale of a good defense, Oregon State versus a very good offense, Washington. Uh, The Beavers are fresh off a bye week, so they've had some extra time to prepare. They're first in the national uh, first time being in the national rankings in nine years. So is that going to go to their head? How is that going to factor in for them? Uh, last year, the Beavers did beat the Huskies in Corvallis, which was the end of a nine-game losing streak to Washington. So normally Washington gets this done, especially at home. I do think that's why you're seeing the line in favor of the Huskies a little bit here, just because of that home field advantage, because Oregon State has looked really good this year. As expected, actually, going into the season, I think that a lot of people were gravitating towards an over on Oregon State's win total. We've seen that play out here. Uh, They lead the conference in pass defense to your question about how Michael Penix Jr. is going to look against them. Uh, So this will be a really good test for them. They held USC, a very prolific passing offense, to 17 points. So I think that they can get this done here. Now, you do have to keep in mind uh, Chance Nolan has been out since October 1st. He's returned back to practice on Monday, but we're still going to probably see their backup quarterback in on Friday versus Washington. And also their left guard, Marco Brewer, is out for the season after the Colorado game last weekend. Undisclosed injury for that. So left guard out. Is that going to be a huge issue for them? Uh, But they did put up 42 points versus Colorado, which, again, it's Colorado, and 24 versus Washington State, which is a very good defensive team, one of the best in the Pac-12. So I think the Beavers are going to be able to score here Uh, I think that I go Beavers plus four and a half and also by the way Washington has not covered in four straight games I think that continues yep I do think that it's been a Washington team that has been figured out just a little bit more in general as more and more tape Mm -hmm. has come out on them let's talk about the toilet bowl matchup of the week Oregon a 31 and a half point road favorite against Colorado boy I mean for Colorado to be at home with their great home field advantage and getting 31 and a half points, it almost looks like a misprint, but Colorado is just that bad this season. I don't know if you have any sort of a play on this one or if this is one where you just want to flip the channel to like any other game, but this is a tough one to read because Oregon is no doubt significantly better than Colorado. I don't know if I could justify laying 31 and a half on the road. 
No, it again, like 32. I mean, this is crazy. This is even up to 32 in some slots after oh. opening at 29. It's just abysmal to your point. But what I will say, we're expecting a blowout, obviously, as the line tells us for Oregon here. But I also could lean over on this 61. Maybe it gets bet down. I'm not sure. But over... Uh, on this game is not out of the question. The Oregon offense, as we know, has been on fire. And even when we saw Oregon play UCLA, which was a really fun matchup, at least for Oregon fans, not so much for me. Uh, but Oregon's defense wasn't really able to put a lot of big stops into UCLA's offense. If anything, I think that the weather maybe was working against them more than any defense from Oregon. And Oregon also allowed Cal to score 24 points. And Cal is right there at the bottom with Colorado. So if you think that Oregon's going to blow their lid off and cover this 32 points, and you think that Colorado can put up a couple points, because again, they allowed Cal to score 24 and that defense is not stopping a ton, then maybe this goes over 61. But that would be the only way I would look to play this. And maybe instead you look at something like Oregon over their team total for points. Or instead, you just watch the UCLA versus Arizona State game. We've got about a minute on this one. But for UCLA, 10.5 to an 11-point favorite. Total on this game is 63. What's your read on this one since I know that you've got some UCLA ties and you know this team better than anyone? UCLA, I mean, this could be a trap game. Arizona State has some talent. We've seen that flash here. But I think UCLA absolutely should be able to cover this 10.5. I think this is a favorable line. It opened at 11. I'd like a UCLA minus 10 if it's going to keep going that direction, if we're being honest. Obviously, I don't want that hook. As you know, from my Halloween costume, you want to avoid the hook. Um, but I also lean over in this. UCLA's hit over 30 points in all eight games so far. They're allowing 24 points per game this season. So I could see this going over as well. And a bravo on that very, very good Halloween costume, by the way, <laughs> at Daniel Avari on Twitter, if you're wanting to see that. And what we're going to be seeing next is a little bit of analysis on the California teams in general. It's Jason Weingarten of the Wide World of Weingarten Podcast. It's going to be joining the fun with myself and Daniel Avari, one of our great experts here at VEASAN. And take a look at that, that next here right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Watch football with a little bit more on the line by playing for free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness. Made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Per usual, please do drink responsibly. Yes, we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And great to have Jason Weingarten joining the fun as we're rejoined by Daniel Alvari. He does a great job here at the network. And Jason does a great job with the wide world of Weingarten Podcast. You're able to catch that wherever your podcast. And before we dive into the games that we're going to be seeing this week with the two L.A. football teams in terms of the pro ranks, Jason, just want to get your thoughts as to if you think that there's going to be any trade deadline moves made by either the Chargers or the Rams, because there are a pair of teams that I think we both agree they have both been ravaged by injuries, and especially with the Rams, got big-time question marks with that backfield with Cam Akers requesting a trade and just in general, the run game not being able to get things going. Yeah, you know, I think the Rams have a bunch of openings and the offensive line, the the defensive backfield. They're they're going to be active in the trade market one way or the other, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was more just kind of trying to fill depth than opposed to, uh, you know, big names or anything at this point. I, I don't know if they're going to, you know, I don't know if they have the, the ammunition left in their, their draft picks to even acquire any big names at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them, uh, you know, hunting for depth at the deadline tomorrow. Yep, I agree with you because, Jason, I think that the Rams' next draft pick is going to be in 2039 with the way that they've been trading away those draft picks. Uh, we're in agreement there. And, Danielle, I'll throw the same question out there for you because I do think that this Cam Akers ordeal is very interesting because it feels like the Rams really don't want Cam Akers around and there are a lot of teams that they could certainly use some sort of a running back. And I think that that leads to the Rams being in a very interesting spot where they could maybe trade Cam Akers and not just get traffic, but perhaps get some help for that offensive line as well. A very rare trade where we might actually see it go player for player rather than player for draft pick. 
Right. It seems like obviously Sean McVay has said that, that he thinks the most favorable option, it seems at this point, basically on what he's seen transpire so far and like him virtually kicking him off the team and then trying to bring him back into the fold. That sounds messy. So it seems like the best situation that they've outlined is that they can find a fit with another team. And yes, maybe that helps them get some other pieces that they need right now. Uh, I think it's really unfortunate for the Rams, especially because of the way their offense has looked. But it reminds me, honestly, of how they dealt away Jared Goff as well. It was very like, please just take him to the line. <laughs> like they literally did everything to make that happen. And that's how it feels with Cam Akers here too, is it's like anyone want him, anyone want him. And so I, I think that it's unfortunate because if he does end up staying with them, what is that going to look like? Yeah, I agree with you. I do think that that leads to a very precarious spot and it's just been a precarious season all year long for the LA Rams. And it's really a battle of disappointments that we're going to be seeing between these two as well. Because if you're looking at the just schedule in general for the NFL, we've got six teams that are going to be on by this week. And it was pretty much a big giant clear out going into the season thinking, oh, this Rams versus Buccaneers game is going to be absolutely excellent. And well, it's not necessarily panning out that way as right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are finding themselves a three point favorite over the Rams. And for as much as I've dogged the Rams, I don't know if I want to be backing any sort of 45-year-old quarterback in this spot against the LA Rams. Not sure what your read is initially on this game, Danielle, is, but with that said, I think this might finally be the buy-low spot on the Rams. Yes, I agree with you. I think that we've been building up to this moment. Um, and I do think that they're actually their next couple slate of games seem pretty winnable. I mean, Tampa Bay, Arizona, New Orleans, those are all winnable. So maybe this is where they can kind of get back on track. And to your point, maybe this is the first game where you're actually going to get some value on them uh, as far as the matchup is concerned. Yep, I totally agree. I think that this is the first time all year long that I took a look at the Rams. And I said, hey, they might be a little bit undervalued. I don't know if you agree slash disagree, Jason, but I just take a look at this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team and with Tom Brady, how old he is, how banged up this team is in general. I am not Jones in delay three points with the Bucks. I have my trust issues right now with the Rams, but I'm going to trust in them getting three rather than laying the three with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm probably going to take the three here if I had to. Um, you know, I'm not a, not a huge Buck fit, Bucks fan this year uh, in general. But, uh, yeah, the Rams, I don't know. I don't know if you're getting a lot of value here. Um, it's just mostly a fade on on the Bucks, Bucks at this point. I, I think the Rams are just, just you know, com- coming, off, uh, coming off that loss to the 49ers. They're uh, definitely, definitely reeling all of a sudden. And McCaffrey uh, still, still thinking about that. That was something. Yeah, my still goodness. Still got it. Are either of you yeah. worried about Cooper Cup right now? Am I worried about him? No, not really. But I'm worried that you know they just they can't replace his production if he's at, right. injured at all. You know, it just it's not a good situation for the Rams. There's no solutions to to the the problems they're having. That's you know the the consolation is they won the Super Bowl, but now they're dealing with the aftermath. And I think that that's a really good question to pose to you, Jason. How many points to the line would you make Cooper Cup worth? Because mm. we saw with Jamar Chase, him being out of the fold for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals did not look like themselves on Monday. Now part of that is because the offensive line is not very good for them in general, much like, hey, the Rams offensive line isn't very good in general. But I thought that the move from it being a three and a half down to three with minus 120 juice and still in some spots at three and a half was not enough for Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. He, I think without a doubt, is the most impactful wide receiver in the NFL. This should be, in my opinion, a multiple point move. I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree with that, but I think Cooper Cup is worth that much of the line. If he's out, I don't think he's out. It sounds like he's fine, um, but but he's worth probably a point and a half, two points if, if you want to be really aggressive. Jamar Chase was a good comparison tonight. You know, uh, him being out really changed the game, but it was also just a dominating performance by the uh, the Browns' offensive line. Just really set the tone early, and they couldn't do anything. So the Bengals just couldn't had no answer for for the offensive line. When you have when you have lines just going to dominate like that, it doesn't matter. You know what what else you're going to do? It's it's you know it's football. Yep, it certainly is, and certainly with Cooper Cup. 
He is not rolled out for this game, and we're going to see on his status moving forward. It could be a case where he plays, but it's a little bit limited. He might be just fine in general, but it's still a little bit of a wait-and-see ordeal. And for the Chargers, they've got a lot of wait-and-see ordeals as well because they have been completely ravaged by injury right now with the Chargers. They are a three-point favorite against the Atlanta Falcons. And, Danielle, this is a very fascinating game, in my opinion, because with the Falcons, they currently find themselves at 4-4, four and four. A little bit of a charm for him for, and legitimately a game against the Buccaneers, which they could have won as well. We saw the good fortune happen against the Carolina Panthers, but what do you make out of this game? Because the Chargers are going to be coming out of a bye, in which I feel like they very desperately need it, but they still have question marks with guys like Mike Williams being dealing with all sorts of injuries. Yeah, and Keenan Allen not practicing, obviously, on Monday is not a good sign for them either. And even though they have that extra preparation, I do think that something that's going to work in the Falcons' favor here is that their run game has been working well for them, has been at least the at least efficient. And the Chargers' defense against the run has been atrocious. And this is going on at least year two that we've seen this. So I love uh, I love the articles that we get to get early on the early lines. And I know that Adam Burke of Eason did a very nice job of previewing this one and highlighting this as a potential opportunity to get that three versus uh, for the Falcons in this situation. So I think that the Chargers are too beat up. It'll be really interesting to see what they do or if they do anything before the trade deadline. I agree. And I'll throw this to you. Jason as well, because I do take a look at this Chargers team and I do think that the extra preparation, it does help them out. But I just don't know what Brandon Saley is going to be able to do with it because we see his decisions in game and I'm just not bullish on him as a coach in general. And when it comes to this Chargers team, just all sorts of injuries in general, they very, very badly, in my opinion, needed this bye week. But I still don't know if I have enough face faith to be able to lay the three with them against a Falcons team that they've overperformed a little bit to expectation thus far this season, but I feel like there's just a little bit more general fight and it feels like they just feel like the more cohesive unit right now. Yeah, it's a fun game on paper. Uh, you know, both both teams, high-scoring offenses could put up a lot of points. I don't really want uh, anything to do with either one of these sides from a, a betting perspective. I have some money on the the Falcons to win the division, but I, I just don't trust them. Uh, thing is, I don't I don't trust the Chargers either. So, just just probably gonna stay off this game. But I can I can see it being the kind of back and forth Chargers game where it comes down to the last possession and whoever has the ball last. Yep, and in terms of another West Coast team, they're not out there in Los Angeles. But, Jason, what did you make out of what we saw to Christian McCaffrey last week for the 49ers? Because I think that he provides them a lot of value, not just from game to game, but in terms of futures market as well. Yeah, you know, I don't think he's going to be a serious contender for any of the awards this year, but he is a game-changing impact player, and he really put that on display against the Rams and really showed the Rams why they should have been slightly more aggressive, and, you know, they really missed out on getting that that game-changing impact player, and, you know, the 49ers, it, it makes them a, a very serious uh Playoff contender, even though we, we saw that Kansas City kind of shut them down, I would I would probably throw that out as, as you know, just the, the week one kind of stuff with, with McCaffrey not knowing the offense. But I think this is a team poised to make a deep run in the playoffs. And speaking of game-changing impact players, that would be you, Danielle. Always appreciate her contributions as she does a great job here at Beeson. And coming up next, we're going to be rejoined by Jason Weingarten of the White World of Weingarten Podcast, taking a look at... World Series Game 3 here on VEASAN, the Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Z- 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, basketball, football, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. You've got promotions every week, like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Scorer Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today, as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Vsin, the Sports Bank Network. Being rejoined by Jason Weingarten, does a great job with the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. And Jason, I was talking about it a little bit earlier in the hour, but we saw Game 3 of the World Series get washed out on Monday. It is now going to be going on Tuesday with Rangers Suarez getting the start instead of North Thor Syndergaard. I think that we're both in lockstep, that this helped out the Phillies significantly more than it helped out the Astros. But how big of a difference do you think that this does make? Because I think where it really comes through is, no question, Game 3, you have Rangers Suarez, who I think is a pretty good upgrade to Noah Thor Syndergaard. But I think the biggest thing for me is being able to throw Aaron Nola now in Game 4 rather than having to go to the well pretty much for two bullpen games. Now, it's probably one and a half because I don't expect Rangers Suarez to necessarily give the world's greatest length, but I think it's just absolutely massive that you now have Nola going in game four. Yes, uh, obviously Nola going game four is huge. Uh, The downside is the three straight games uh, before the off day Friday going to tax the bullpens and that that should hurt the, the Phillies slightly more than the Astros, you know, over three games, three three games over three days. Uh, so it'll be interesting how both teams manage their bullpens because, you know, you're going to need to get uh, a lot of outs with uh, no off days. And the Phillies have to win uh, at least one one of the next three games to send this back to uh, to Houston or else the season ends on uh, on Friday. So a um, lot of lot of, you know, variables up in the air right now. Yep, there certainly are, and I personally do think that this is going to be a series that goes back to Houston. I made the Astros about a minus-118 favorite with it being Lance McCullers versus Ranger Suarez, and in the market right now, we're seeing mostly between minus-115 and minus-118, so a small play for me on the Houston Astros, but I do think that ultimately the Phillies, they are going to be able to get one out of these three. I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree, but I do think that with the Phillies, especially now that you're going to have Aaron Nolan game four, does give them a better chance of being able to push this one to Houston. Yeah, well, I mean, it's sort of a good news, bad news thing. Good news is it's uh, 1-1 going back to Philly right now. <clears throat> bad news is the uh, the Astros have scored five runs in uh, both of the first two games. So, you know, with, with this rotation and this bullpen in Houston, you you just can't let them score five runs a game every game and, and expect to, to be competitive. So, I mean, knowing, knowing that and then seeing how the Astros have played, I'm, I'm definitely uh, not excited. And I have a Phillies ticket. I have Phillies like 35 to 1 or something. So uh, I haven't hedged it or anything yet. I, I want them to at least make it back. Houston wants this to to be competitive, but I'm not optimistic that they're going to be able to uh, to outlast the Astros over the next four games. 
Yep, I don't think that the Phillies are going to be able to pull out this series as well. I certainly do think that they could get one of these games. So, and do you have anything in terms of Game Three as of right now? Because, like I said, right now in the most in most places, answers are between about a minus one fifteen to a minus one eighteen. High water mark I'm seeing is minus one twenty five, and total mostly seven and a half. Seeing a couple straights, but mostly seeing seven and a half. Yeah, if it's uh, if you get an eight, eight minus one twenty or something, I'd probably play that. Probably, probably. Look at the hits run error myself, the hits run error line for an under tomorrow, 24 and a half, probably 25 if you're lucky is the number I'm looking for. Uh, I'm just a little bit worried with McCullers. He wasn't really locating his slider in his last start. I don't know if there was a, a reason for that. If, if you know, he had a blister, or it was just a bad day or whatever. But if, uh, if McCullers isn't getting swings and misses with his, uh, with his slider it could be a long day um this is the game game three that i think the phillies need to steal um much better position for the phillies to take game three and then kind of go from there especially with nola in game four if they drop game three um you know playing from behind against the astros is not where you want to be i agree i do think that no question about it if they drop game three having Aaron nola rather than our good old mystery, or we would have had Ranger Suarez in that case, but still, you'd rather have Aaron Nola over Ranger Suarez, who, once again, four, five innings out of him. That's not necessarily too ideal. So we shall see what happens there. And I know you're going to be very much invested, much like myself. And I know you always invest in futures, my friend. And I know you've got a little bit of a play in terms of comeback player of the year. Take me through what you fired in on this week and rationale for it. Yeah, so I went with uh, Nick Gates for uh, Comeback Player of the Year. I had to request him at Will Hill. Will Hill put him up at 50-1. to 1. I was able to get some money down on that. I think Bet365 actually put the best number up. It was 66-1. to 1. I was able to get some of that, too. Um, rest of the books followed last week. DraftKings eventually posted him 19-1 to 1 this week. Looks like the market settled between 20-1 to 1 and 15-1. to 1. So he's like in the top five or so now. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with Nick Gates, as I was, you know, recently, he's a uh, he's a lineman on the New York Giant Giants who uh, broke his tibia and his fibia in uh, multiple places, compound fracture, and uh, had seven surgeries, and he's back 410 days later from. Uh, a serious leg injury that that most people have you know a hard time recovering from, let alone coming back at the NFL level and and playing uh, offensive line. So he was just uh, he was just activated off the physically unable to perform list this last week. Played a little bit as a blocking tight end, extra extra uh, uh, offensive lineman this week, just kind of getting his feet wet. Now they got the bye week, and he should probably make it back in the starting lineup sooner than later. But uh, just when you look at the market, he should be the favorite. I don't think it's it's very controversial. Um, Guy coming back from seven major surgeries um, on a compound fracture to uh, play offensive line is much more impressive than Squam Barkley, who who even himself is his teammate. Uh, Squam Barkley was quoted yesterday saying Nick Gates should be the comeback player of the year award. So, you know, take that into account. Uh, Barkley's the favorite in the market and he's stumping for his own teammate. Like should count for something. The other, the other uh, major contender is Geno Smith, who, um, as you know, I love Geno Smith. Made a lot of money on Geno Smith this year so far. Still hopefully going to make more money on him when he wins the MVP and shocks the world. Um, but comeback player of the year, I don't think Geno Smith deserves the comeback player of the year award at all because he's not coming back from anything. He didn't go anywhere. He's been the the backup quarterback in Seattle for the last two years. He's been a NFL backup for the last five years. So, you know, I, I find it a stretch to... Uh, say Geno Smith is coming back from anything. He never went anywhere to come back from. He's He's been here the whole time. We've just been overlooking him. So when I look at this board and I see a whole bunch of made-up numbers at the top and nobody's really paying attention to this market, you know, it's, it's basically incredibly overlooked. 
Uh, Nick Gates is is my one of my favorite bets, even at 15 to 1, 16 to 1, 20 to 1 right now. I think that's a great bet that should be at least 75% lower. Uh, market makes no sense to me. There's 50 votes in this market. So uh, keep that in mind with the vote distribution. Um, one year recently when Ryan Tannehill won, it was uh, 16 votes for him, 15 votes for Jimmy Garoppolo, and then the rest of the votes were scattered around the board. And when uh, when Alex Smith won, it was 49 to 1. So vote distribution here is also important. There's you know different paths to victory that you know don't have to be unanimous or overwhelming like an NFL MVP or anything, but I think this market is just totally, totally off, and I've bet more money on it as you know today, just as recently as this morning. Um, like I said, between fifteen to one and twenty to one, I think this is a great, great bet. Uh, my goal is to get books not to even offer the comeback player of the year market next year because we're going to win so much money on this. I absolutely love it. And as we know, this is going to be very much a narrative-driven award. It's not necessarily an award that you take a look at. Oh, this guy had. Five passing touchdowns in this game. This guy, his high was four or anything like that. So I do like the play here, and I always love you being able to join this show, take a look at all these futures, take a look at the great game of baseball. So enjoy everything on Tuesday, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always a lot of fun. Always love having Jason aboard. He does a great job with the Wide World of Wine Garden podcast. And then we've got our pro tip for this hour, vcin.com slash subscribe for all of our pro tips. And we were talking about it with... Danielle Alvaro, you joined me a little bit earlier, does great work here at the network, along with Jason. Be mindful of these NFL teams at the trade deadline. You might want to bet on some of those teams that you think are going to be buyers and fade some of those teams that you think are going to be sellers right now. So that's your pro tip for this hour. And coming up in hour number three, giving you a college basketball preview as we take a look at a nice mid-major conference here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or old sportsbook. Must be 21 or old sportsbook. Must be 21 or old sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 